to you live from the KUCI headquarters in sunny Irvine, California. It's half past five with Paxton Wright. Tonight's guest, host of the talk show and the Oscar goes to, right here at KUCI, it's Andrew Weston, featuring music by Jung Jae Il. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, Paxton Wright. Folks, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Paxton Wright, and like the phoenix from the ashes, I have arisen once again. You thought you heard the last of me. At least you thought you heard uh, fr- my, my, my fresh voice and not old interviews and what have you, because... Let's be honest, the last few weeks, uh, I've, I've made myself scarce from this station. And uh, I have no one to blame for that but myself, m- mostly. No, let's be real, I have entirely myself to blame for that. Uh, you see, it's not been, it's been four weeks since I've done a show. Or technically, no, it's been five, because four weeks have gone by where I have not done a show. And I have to cop to that, and I have to be the big man here and explain what happened. You see, the first week, I was lazy. I didn't. I didn't want to do a show, and I and I and I didn't do one. And I came in and I just played a rerun, and that was on me. That was that was irresponsible hosting. But then I said, "Ho, doggy, I'll be in next week, and I'll for sure do a real show this time, and I'll prove to everyone that I've still got what it takes." Then it turns out that uh, there was a basketball game playing at the same time, which which completely uh, cut off the show. So I was not able to go on air, much as I would have liked to. Uh, and then. The next week was Thanksgiving, and it was 5.30, and I'm a man who enjoys his turkey and giblet gravy, so I was, uh, I was not about to sacrifice those giblets for a talk show that, like, three people would be tuning into, so I was fortunate enough uh, to get someone to fill in for me, and I, I did not do a show that week. And then last week, I was like, all right, it's showtime, literally and figuratively, baby, we're back in the game, and then I got very, very violently ill. Uh, during, which was also my finals week. Technically, finals week is this week, but all my professors had them last week, so I was very sick and studying for finals. Uh, it was a poor combination, and uh, like fun was I coming into this station to do a show, so I, I stayed home yet again. But I'm back, and I'm live. Most shows won't be live because you'll have these long-winded uh, ramblings about my, my, my weeks, which I hope you're getting some pleasure out of listening to uh but today we are live in studio right now it is 5:33 on our end and i'm sure it's 5:33 on yours too unless you're listening to this later on on the official podcast of the show which you as always can find on apple podcasts at kuci colon half past five uh and you can also maybe you didn't hear me catch that maybe you didn't catch that name in time and you want to know how to find the podcast or you have any other questions for me you can reach out to me at my email which is paxtonwright at kuci.org that's p-a-x-t-o-n-w-r-i-g-h-t at k-u-c-i dot o-r-g now without further ado uh i want to introduce my guest today who has been staring at me like i'm some kind of gosh dang maniac I don't know why he would be staring at me like that. Uh, a a lovely individual, a tolerable individual, and the host of and the Oscar goes to right here at KUCI, Andrew Weston. Andrew, how you doing today? I am doing 
great. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, after that intro, wow, like, do you even work here? You know, I, I've been asking myself that a lot these last few weeks. And, Andrew, I feel called out on my own show. Mm. I feel attacked. And I think that's entirely improper. You know, I have the power to turn off your mic right now. I can do it. Okay, do it. No, then I don't have a show. I won't. I won't do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if, I guess. I guess. I guess I've given you a platform to roast me live on air. But to be fair, that's what I've done whenever I've come on your show in the past. Is uh, pretty much yeah. It's you know, yeah. we have a we have a loving toxic relationship. <laughs> oh my gosh! I love being a part of it. Now, Andrew, yes. uh, tell us. Tell us briefly for those who. Uh, have been depriving themselves and not tuned into your show before. Mm. Uh, tell us Peasants. briefly what it's about. What my show is about? Yeah. All right. So my show is called And the Oscar Goes To. It's on Mondays, 5, 32, 6 p.m. And basically it's everything Oscars. So anything is up for grabs on the Oscar show. So it can be films that were nominated, films that won, films that robbed. And now that we're kind of almost getting into Oscar season now, it's more about films that are potential nominees and who we think is probably going to get nominated, who, who we think is probably going to win. And so we just, like, talk. It goes um, in many different directions. It's pretty chill. Yeah. When not you too say, serious. When you say we, you mean you and a new guest every week. Or just me talking about myself. No, but yes, <laughs> me, and a, me and a guest, yeah. That's, that's the other 23 hours of the day uh, <laughs> with you. Uh, but mm. but I've been oh. I've been uh, fortunate enough to come onto your show a few times, uh, and they're they're a rollicking good time. I find that we often tend to descend into talk of movies that have nothing to do with the Oscars, which is my bad. Uh, last last week we talked. Last time I was on your show, just a few weeks ago, we talked extensively about uh, the uh, sort of B tier horror film of this last summer, uh, Ready or Not which was quite good, but certainly not an Oscars contender. Mm, I don't believe so, no. Yeah. No, yeah, probably not. So. I don't think it will be. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not holding out hopes. Of course, you know, for the, for the loyal listeners on my show, you know that I'm always uh, uh, got my fingers crossed for my boy Adam Brody. I always want to see Adam Brody thrive, and if he can get a Best Supporting Actor non, he won't, but if he can, then I think, uh, I think 2019's been an ultimately successful year. You know, the uh, uh, Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party just won a major landslide victory in Great Britain, which was uh, troubling, to say the least, tonight. But other than that, I think this year has been pretty solid, except for the other terrible things that happened this year. What do you want Adam Brody to win for? I just want Adam Brody to win everything. I think he deserves everything good in the world. And Why? He was in Ready or Not in Shazam. Yeah, he was also Seth G. Dang Cohen on the OC, yes. my dude. Yeah. He, is a, he, he, he delivered the performance of a decade. He captured the hearts of teenage girls all across the country, and he wasn't even supposed to be the one to do that on that show. That was supposed to be Ben McKenzie, but Adam Brody swept, and Adam <laughs> oh Brody became the, uh, the boy toy symbol of the early naughties anyway that's not what we're here to talk about much as i much as i want to i could gush over adam brody all night we are here to talk uh our top fives of the year 
Yes. Uh, and, in your case, a bottom five as well. Yes, there's more of those in top fives. Yes, yeah, that's certainly true. Uh, <laughs> and so we, so basically we'll be discussing uh, in the next, you know, 20-ish minutes uh, the top five films we really enjoyed this year. Whether or not they qualify for Oscars is debatable, although I would say at least all of mine, I think, qualify in some sense, and I think yours do too. Most uh, of them, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and so I'd just like to get right into it. Andrew, you're the guest. Why don't you start us off? What are your top five films of the year? All right. So this year has had uh, more downs than ups, I think, from what I've seen. Everything has just been a travesty in terms of filmmaking. Yikes. But my top five would probably be Parasite, uh, which is not... That, that's your number one? That's your best or your sort of bottom of the top five? No, this is probably my number... One. This week my number one is Parasite. Okay. Okay, yeah. And which is not even a Hollywood film. So take notes, Hollywood. Um <laughs> number two would probably be Joker. Then it would be do 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 um Endgame. Always be my maybe. And then uh, these ones are interchangeable. It could be four or five, honestly, either way. It chapter two and Spider Man Far From Home. Okay, so you got some you got some hot takes in there. Uh, obviously, Parasite and Joker were pretty lauded films. Uh, I remember the title always be my maybe, but I remember nothing about what it was. Could you refresh my memory as well as the audiences on what that film is? I can. So always be my maybe. Someone convinced me to watch it when. Um is it, it like a teen? Is it like a teen romance drama? No, okay, no, 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 no. It is a. It is like a dramatic comedy. So it is like a a dramedy. Um, but one of my friends was like, "Hey, um, it actually is on Netflix right now." They convinced me to watch. They're like, "Hey, watch Always Be My Maybe on Netflix," and I'm like, "Okay, I've never heard of that in my life." Oh, but um, I rem- I just remembered it. Have you seen it? No, I have not, and I heard it was great. With This was with uh, Ali Wong and Randall Park, right? Yes, and she's a comedian, and she's very funny. And she also has a couple stand-up specials, I believe, on Netflix. Some of them are good. Some of them I'm like, eh. Um, but, yeah, so, um, do-do-do-do-do, Always Be My Maybe. It's, you know, it's a good film. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's about right now. It's a comedy. It's funny. It's in your top it's five, good. and you can't tell me what it's about? <laughs> Give me a log line, bud. Um, a two-sentence slug line. Well, on IMDb, it says that um, everyone assumed... You can't read the <laughs> IMDb pitch and claim it's your top five. Buddy, oh my pretend God. you're elevator pitching me. This was on like- Always Be My... <laughs> pretend you plagiarized Always Be My Maybe and you're talking to a producer who's never heard of the movie and you're pitching it to me right now. What what what's it about? Okay, so this couple, everyone thought they would be together. They weren't together. They end up together. Is that good enough for you? You're really selling me on this film, man. <laughs> I I heard great things, but I was still on the fence, and now I'm a hundred and ten percent in. I know where I'm. Oh, you what I'm be doing off the fence after what I just said. As so- and I also, to be fair, I still saw your eyes reading from your computer when you said that you were giving an abbreviated spark notes of the IMDb you're a fraud I'm I would never doubt that anyhow anyhow beyond that I, I'm sure it is quite good uh there's there's a reason it was very well received when it came out and I and I do need to check it out I heard Keanu Reeves has a cameo in it uh, uh America's favorite meme man of 2019 isn't yes. it um <coughs> excuse me uh <coughs> ah, memes make me cough uh <laughs> But so you also mentioned that you have 
both Endgame and Spider-Man, the, the Spider-Man on there. Yes. Um, I, as we've talked about on your last show, uh, I'm a I'm a bitter contrarian with a black heart who hates fun, and I don't see the Marvel films uh, because uh, evidently, evidently some some dark sadness must have happened in my childhood, which made me enjoy, which made me uh, not enjoy films of that nature. I can believe that. Yeah, probably. Mm. Anyhow, uh, justify those being in your top five among some films by, uh, uh, you know, auteur directors. Well, like, what is it about, what is it about the Avengers and Spider-Man that, that, you know? Okay. So it's not the Avengers uh, as a whole. I'm not like a giant Marvel fan. I'm like, watch them because everyone else watches them. So it's like a social thing. That's I why guess. I don't watch them. <laughs> that is exactly why you don't watch them. But I am the, the, placing a fart glass, a fart glass, a wine glass. <laughs> what is going me on? To fart in and sniffing it. That is what I meant to say. Oh, I don't even understand. But anyway, so the movie's long, um, three hours and one minute. I thought I was like, oh, when I went into it, I'm like, this is gonna be long. Three hours and one minute. Yeah. Um, it's too long. But. The reason I liked Avengers Endgame is that it was different than all of the other Avengers movies, which I think have way too much action in them, which is kind of, I don't know how to justify that because it's an action movie, but they just have like too much action and the action doesn't make sense. And I feel like because it was three hours long, Avengers Endgame had more time to pull out the drama and like more character development in this film, which I really appreciated. And they were able to put all the characters together, which is really cool. It's the finale. It's awesome. It's great. Loved it. The fake finale. There's going to be like hundreds more of these movies. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, it was cool. I liked the, the, the dramatic part of it, which I feel like the Marvel movies sometimes lack is like the like those moments, those like scenes of like, oh, these are real people and I can connect with them and stuff. See, that is that is, I think, where Marvel lost me, and I'm sure that probably is a quality that they do still have in some instances. I, I'm sure I would probably enjoy Endgame. Um, it's not even fully based on principle. We've talked about this on your show in the past. It's not even fully based on principle that I don't see the Marvel films. It is a little bit, but it's also the fact that uh, I saw Civil War back in, what, 2013, 14, whenever it came out, and I hated it. Um, like, I thought it was awful pretty much for all the reasons you're describing it was a lot of it was supposed to be this big moment where all these characters that we've been keeping up with for almost a decade at that point uh were coming together for one big climactic like uh, extravaganza and the film was so boring and uh had had no character development whatsoever it was just excuses to get to the next set piece of fighting and the color palettes were incredibly drab and unpleasant to look at so it was even once you got to those big set pieces it was so underwhelming that i when that happened i swore off marvel and i was like i'm Mm. done i'm out of these movies i gave so much time and money to to follow this and they just lost me here and then apparently they got good again with other ones like black panther and thor ragnarok and guardians 2 and avengers here's my hot take but i don't care i really not your hot i want to hear your hot okay my hot hot take i it was not like a huge Thor fan, but then I saw Thor Ragnarok on Redbox, and I'm like, this is really good. It gave me Guardians of the Galaxy vibes, and I really like Guardians of the Galaxy. But Black Panther, everyone loved it so much, and I'm like, I guess I'll go watch it. And then I saw it, and then I hated it, so I hate Black Panther. 
Wow. It's just not good to me. It just is not like, I'm like, what are people seeing this that I don't see? Because it just doesn't have a good story in it. I don't like the story. The comedy is like, it's just, it was too modern. It was too like, it's like a fad, like the comedy and stuff. They're like doing dabs or something. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, this is just bad. They had characters in black suits fighting in dimly lit areas on black backgrounds. I can't see what's going on at all. And I'm just not there for the story either, though. See, you you made a pretty compelling case against the film there, I think. Having not seen it, I think that's that's a pretty reasonable uh, case. Uh, you said just midway into that tangent uh, that there was dabbing and then moved on without acknowledging it. Okay, I don't what? know if it was dabbing, but what there are was you some. <laughs> like, someone did something, and I'm like, ooh, that died. It I'm came like, out in, like, 2016. That was when dabbing was, like, just post-mortem and okay. everyone was still trying to be hip. So, to be fair... Uh, or 17. I don't remember. I don't want to go on record saying there was dabbing. There may have been dabbing. I know there was some movement or some joke, and I'm like, that's old now. Uh, I, I want to go on the record saying that there may or may not have been dabbing. I, d- I do not recall. Uh, that's, what, that's what you sound like right <laughs> I now. do recall. There may have been dabbing in there. Uh... <laughs> We just turned into Boomhauer there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm going to get real quickly into my top five. We are actually already running low on time. Time just flies when you're talking about Marvel. Dabbing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my top five is I'm going to start I'm going to start from the bottom and work up. Start from the bottom. So, now we're here. Number five was Dolomite is my name, uh, which I was hesitant to put that on there. I'm not sure what number five really is on my list, but I like Dolomite is my name enough to, to make it my number five. Four through one, though, I'm confident. Four is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Three is Parasite. Two is The Lighthouse. And number one is uh, The Irishman. Uh I'm still still anticipating both uh, Knives Out, and which I've not seen yet, and Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, which I, I have a hunch is probably going to end up in my top five somewhere, but obviously I've not seen them yet. So as of right now, that's where it stands for me. You know, Uncut Gems, I believe, got nominated for several Golden Globes. No, 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 no. Reverse that. Knives Out got nominated for several Golden, Glo- several golden Globes, but... I don't believe Uncut Gems got nominated for any. I think it's because Uncut Gems hasn't been theatrically released yet. It's been, um, it's only been gotten festival uh, mm. screenings so far, and so I, I noticed that because I saw the I saw the Golden Globe nominees, which we haven't discussed at all on this show, despite yeah. that being pretty topical news. Um, but that's that's for your show. Well, yeah, we're not. We don't do that. We don't do that here. I wasn't interested in seeing Knives Out, and then I saw it got Golden Globe nominations. I'm like, hmm, maybe it's like more like legit than I thought it was. I thought it was gonna make a kind of like a ridiculous kind of movie i'm like maybe it's more legit than i thought it was uncut gems just from the trailer the trailers are just not good i can't i i could not disagree with you more i just don't uh uh-uh. and um adam sandler i think they're really really trying to push for him to get um that oscar nomination and it's just i don't know i feel just something phony about his performance just from the trailers i'm like they're just it's just not there fair, fair point i actually I, he his performance seems like it might be fairly broad from how the trailers are uh from how the trailers are depicting it. i think there is something there um i i can't speak to that right now having not seen the film but i do think the trailers are uh just they promote the film pretty much for the one thing that everyone is saying about this film. Uh, pretty much everyone who's seen it seems to have liked it, but the one really unanimous thing I keep hearing is it's so stressful. Not even suspenseful. I just hear it. Uncut gyms? I hear it's so stressful. Huh. And the trailer, I think, captures that. With even the fact that like the, the scene that everyone talks about from the trailer is Adam Sandler getting punched in the face by the guy in the suit in the middle of New York. Uh, mm. That punch 
you like even in the trailer you just feel it it's such an intense like visceral uh, yeah you, we we get so obviously disillusioned to violence in film i think that when you see people get punched in the face you don't think much of it and so sometimes it just and, and you see so much of it you see so many punches go back and forth that they just kind of blur together but in reality if you're someone that doesn't fight a lot uh who shocker this may come as a surprise to you i don't fight a lot um punch getting punched in the face hurts really bad and is intense and so and that's how that trailer makes that that look obviously i'm not going to see a movie just for a two second moment when adam sandler gets punched in the face yeah you but my my, eh, maybe Mm -hmm. my point being the trailer uh definitely sets up like this is high octane brutal in your face but not in a um Mm. not in like a dominic toretto fast and furious uh way In in a more downplayed self-contained uh story it may end up ultimately being nothing more than a kind of glitzy glorified suspense thriller i i wouldn't be that surprised by it like a crime thriller um but ultimately i think it's uh it shows promise and the marketing's mm. good and i like when adam sandler does drama he's historically uh very good at it so i i i'm optimistic I'm not. The, the problem with <laughs> the problem with me though is that I'm not an. Adam, Whoa, God! I'm, where do we even begin? I, <laughs> I'm not an Adam Sandler fan in general, so this should be interesting well, if I like it. But I'm just not a fan of his comedy. I well, think not, just, neither neither is anyone over the age of like 12, really. Oh, but you said you liked him though. I like his drama, and I love Billy Madison. What else has he been in that's dramatic for Adam Sandler? His Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I haven't seen that uh, one yet. Funny People, Anger Management. Uh, I never saw Anger Management, but Punch Drunk Love and Funny People are both terrific. Mm, I've um, been wanting to see Punch Drunk Love. But the interesting thing is that you had... Um, once Upon a Time in Hollywood as your top five, and that actually makes my bottom five list. Which I want to hear your bottom five. Okay. We are very low on time here, yes. but so okay. before we're out of because I want to dig into the trash. The trash. I want okay. to talk about the garbage. So my bottom five in no particular order, because they don't deserve one, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Wrong. Rocket Man. I don't know. Captain Marvel. Wrong. Us. Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh, oh, Captain Marvel. I was thinking of Shazam. Oh, yeah, Captain no, Marvel. No, no, Captain right. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Us. Velvet Buzzsaw. Also wrong about us. No, I'm not. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, and Dumbo. Okay. Uh, Most of those I either haven't seen or agree with you on. You could not be more wrong about us and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, actually, I'm completely right about us in every single way. Period. Okay. Here's the thing. (laughs) God, your hot take is on us. And I think we should close out the show with it, but I do want to hear your take on Velvet Buzzsaw because that movie sounds confounding. We may have to do that off air and maybe have you back on the show at some point because I'm so fascinated by Velvet Buzzsaw, uh, but we just don't have time. Also, I have only one worst movie of the year because I, I, I pretty much only saw things that I thought I would like, and for the most part, I saw things I liked. Uh but I did see uh, The Fanatic with John Travolta, which, to be fair, I deliberately went out to, of my way to see it because... Uh, I thought it would be awful, and it was, and it's very funny, and I encourage everyone to see The Fanatic. Anyway, uh, right before we close out, uh, tell us your wrong take about Jordan Peele's Us. Us. Okay, here's the thing with Us. Um, everything's wrong with it. I didn't like anything about it. I hated it. Do not watch it. 
Lupita Nyong'o did not get snubbed for not getting nominated for a Golden Globe for us because she was insane in it. So the problem with, with- and that's our show, everybody. Andrew, <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for coming on. People can catch. Uh, I didn't even get to finish my thing. Oh, it's fine. No one cares. Anyway, uh, people can catch, uh, and the Oscar goes to every Monday at 5:30 p.m. right here at KCI. Only for the next few weeks because come I think January 6th we're going to have new schedules here at the station. So you will have to check the listings on the website then uh, to see when and the Oscar goes to airs, but it will air Mondays uh, from 530 to 6 uh, for the next few weeks. So check it out. Unless he starts talking about us, uh, which I, I won't say was in my top five, but us was quite good. And Andrew, you're an insane man. Five out of 10. Bad. Not very good. That's mm. what I think about this. Watch interview. Get Out. Don't That's watch my us. review for this interview. <laughs> All right. Bye, Andrew. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Stay gold.